If Taba were to win, can he? What does he need to do? Does it need to be a flashy win? And what what can he do to make his case for three old of the year? If he did, he would have won the Santina Derby, which is a Grade One. Second in the Haskell, Grade One. Won the Pennsylvania Derby, and third in the Classic, and then first in the Malibu. So that would give him three Grade Ones in the year, a third place finish in the in the Classic, and a second place in the Haskell. Is that enough to overtake episode? There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Altman. It's Thursday, December 22nd, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? Well, Christmas miracle happened today, Jared. What's that? Endorsed, broke a 23-race losing streak, <laughs> and won at Gulfstream Park earlier today. A miracle. I never thought I would ever see it. A miracle. You mean he decided he would actually try to pass horses in the stretch? He passed like three horses, yes. Wow. He got next to him, and I'm like, okay, here comes the hang, and he, he went on with it, and he won. So, yeah, like I said, I, I I just like shook my head like, wow. And he was 8-5, to five, and of course, I didn't have him because it's like, I'm not playing endorsing 8-5 yeah. to five ever. Well, one out of 23 times, he he does get the job done. Did you just stand up and clap, just like a salute, like, well done, buddy, well done. I just shook my head like, wow, it actually happened. I've been sitting here waiting for two and a half years, but it happened. Yeah, we are uh, just three days out from Christmas um, here in Missouri. And I'm sure a lot of, I think a lot of the country is super cold right now. We are getting snow. It's it's disgusting out. It doesn't feel like uh, racing by any means. It's is, is it awful in Joplin? It's awful here. Yes, it is awful. It's awful. There's um, about no oh, three or four inches of snow, and it's minus twenty one right now. So yeah, it's nice, beautiful day. I I tried to explain to my son because he wanted to go play in the snow, and I said, "Son, you would die." And he's like, "Oh, you would you would die." I was like, "No, you you quite literally would probably die if you played in the snow very long." He's like, "I only thought a knife could kill you," and so I had a whole discussion of how you, the different ways you can die. Sounds like a good yeah, it's been that kind of day for us. Yeah, you're having fun. Having fun. Yeah. The thing six-year-olds ask you and say. So yeah, but uh, no, I mean, uh after this, I think we're gonna go. I'm gonna I I've worked out a compromise. He's gonna play in it just on the like kind of outside on the downstairs patio, let him play around outside just enough to to you know freeze off his fingertips a little bit, and then we'll call it we'll call it good. So 
You don't have to worry about that. You no one in your house is going outside. I mean, I guess Philly does. So yes, the dog has been outside. She loves the snow, so she's happy. She's very happy about it. But yeah, the, the cat, she just stares at the snow, just kind of looks at it. She she has no interest in going outside. So that's that's good. Philly's like a she's like a Matt. What are those like the the Malamute Huskies? You know, she gives she's like a sled dog. She can go out and pull some sleds in this weather. We we told her I think you were a sled dog in another life. Yeah. She, <laughs> She she was out uh, earlier. She just came back, just covered in snow. She didn't act like she cared. And like I said, it's like minus twenty. It doesn't bother. You got your Christmas shopping done? I'm done. Oh yeah, I'm I'm way done. I'm I'm, I'm way past done. It's it's just time for it to get here now. Like get it over with. It's like the it's like the worst combo right now. I was out uh, yesterday, and you know how it is. I don't know. I mean, it might be. There. Different different places of the country when they're used to getting snow, but Missouri, when we have any kind of prediction of snow, any kind of forecast of snow, it's like it's like it might as well be a meteor meteor hit coming towards Missouri. You know, everyone's out; they're trying to get their, you know, for whatever reason they feel like they got to survive on bread and milk and eggs, <laughs> but but that's what they do. And so you had that combination of Christmas shopping, right? It's final final week of Christmas, and then. So it was like, it was ins- insanity doesn't even begin to describe what it was like out yesterday evening in Springfield. So I, I wrapped it up. I got as much stuff as I could. And I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to call this good on the Christmas shopping. I'm done. It, yeah. It's, it gets wild out. You're right. And like I said, everybody's at the grocery store. Everybody is just in an absolute panic. Like I said, you could pretty much any kind of car you want to drive could get through anything that we ever get 99 times out of 100. Like, I can remember maybe one time my whole life where I could not get out of the house. Yeah. I mean, you could get like, like it's not, I mean, you can drive, especially in my truck, you could get in your Jeep, you get out. It'd be no problem. It's just cold. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get out. But, anyways, um, yeah, Colin started Christmas break yesterday. And so it's like, it kind of sucks because, He's out anyways, you know, so he's kind of looking forward to his first kind of official snow day. But, um, yeah, we're ready. We are ready. I'm telling you what, I'll have to update. I can't do it now because <laughs> got the boys here. Um, they'll hear. But let's just say I'll have to update after Christmas. These kids, Santa's going to have to get a second job after Christmas. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just wait until you hear this. As I say, it's uh, – it's gonna be good. Anyways, all right. Um, anything that what happened last week? Anything happened last week that we need to talk about that uh, before we get into what happened today? Oh, yeah, we should talk a little bit about uh, Arabian Lion. Yeah, kind of a big draft pick. Your draft pick, unfortunately, but it would have been a draft pick for um, for for most anybody that had that position there. And uh, last in the Los Alamitos uh, charity, man. What what happened there? I would have rather him got last than second by like gotten beat a length because last to me means something happened. Like maybe he bled, maybe he got hurt, uh, something. I don't know. It was a very weird race. He just completely stopped. Uh, then yeah, Shotty's draft pick practical move gets a win. Looks great. Yeah. But the weird thing is, you know, Fort Bragg was in that race and he finished ahead of practical move the last time they matched up with each other. And then there at Los Al in this race, Practical moves way ahead of everybody. So it was really strange how that worked. Uh, it was a strange, strange race. And I I really don't have 
any kind of explanation for what happened to Los Al. My biggest thing is, hey, I don't worry about Los Al because it does seem <laughs> like strange things happen at that track. Uh, we don't we don't worry about Remington either, I guess, because of uh, giant mischief misses the break in a bad, bad way. But that one, um, I don't remember who drafted that horse, but that one you feel a little bit better about it because I don't necessarily. I mean, I think he, I don't think he's that bad of a horse. I thought he ran his ass off considering the break. Now, if you have Echo again, John and Ryan, I, that horse I think is kind of is kind of trash. But uh, giant mischief, I thought he ran really good considering how bad he broke oh i totally agree i think if you drive if you have giant mischief your biggest problem is still i don't know how far he really wants to go but if you talk about talent in a racehorse that's what you want to see right yes he got second but lost all chance at the break and then made a rush type of move on the turn just like a wow eye-catching like a type of move kind of remind me of like a secret oath type of move that we saw from her a little bit this year just just a crazy move and then flattened out a bit like you would think also, you know, while the Linux Storm, the winner of that race, is he's kind of a tough horse. He's going to make you earn it. And if you do something dumb like what Giant Mischief did, you're probably not going to beat him. And so, you know, that's the other thing. Giant Mischief, talk about Echo again. He dominated Echo again, even with the break, but he just couldn't beat Wild Atlantic Storm. The time came back pretty fast. The speed figure came back pretty fast. I think those top two finishers are decent in that race. Um yeah, back by the way, yeah, Shoddy. I, I I agree with you. That's my horse, but yeah, he did get drafted. Um from back to the low sal, like I'm with you. I, I I think obviously the jury's still out because that was such a bad effort, but it was so bad that you feel like with your horse, Arabian Night, uh, Arabian Lion, that something had to have happened. You know, mm -hmm. like you said, like if the horse ran like tough, but just like couldn't, you know, or like faded towards the end, then you're like, that's a little more concerning to me. Yeah. Now, the concern is Baffert's got 14,000 different two-year-olds, it seems like, right now. You know, is that a horse that he just – we don't see again until March or whatever? You know, you just never know with how he's going to campaign some of these um, considering what we saw. But I do agree that you can't really cross that through. And then with Carmel Road, I, I, to me, he's the kind of horse – I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but it's just like a horse that's – he's going to run in all those Sanita races, and he's – he's gutty enough to where he's going to finish second and third most of the time. Maybe he gets lucky and wins one. Um, but I had read some reports about how when he works, he doesn't like to let horses go by. So I, he kind of showed that even though he did let practical move go by, he's a gutty horse. I think he'll pick up some points down the road, but I don't think he's overly like great. I just think he's going to be serviceable. I, yeah. I mean, I, it just depends on, like I said, Baffert's got so many of them. Who's the one they choose to go to like Sunland with, right? It's like, oh, there we go. That's that's the one that uh, could be that, yeah, they're just okay, but they pick up a lot of points for him, you know? And I think Carmel Road definitely has that look, without a doubt. He has that kind of a, yeah, he could get second and third in a lot of these races that are going to come up, especially well, when you got bit. horses just quitting like Arabian Lion. It, and it's probably not a good comparison because that Medina Spirit, you know, was better. But Medina Spirit was kind of that horse that ran in a lot of those races out there. Of course, he had life as good, but kind of kept getting second, and you know, right behind these other horses just because he wasn't good enough, but he was good enough to pick up points. Um, yeah, Paul, we're not going to talk about Barber Road. I mean, I guess <laughs> we could, but <laughs> still isn't. 
still is not winning. So sorry. Well, if you watch the, uh, we should talk about it for a second because you watch our YouTube page. I actually did a video on uh, when to go against, you know, uh, strong uh, favorites. And Barbara Road was the subject big time because, you know, in this, this allowance race last weekend, once you see his name, it's like, oh, thank God, he's going to be four to five in this spot. Now we can go against somebody and really create value with trying to beat a favorite. And that's forever what Barbara Road's going to be. And until I don't know, I just don't know what race they could put him in where he's going to be bettable at four to five. Uh, now, again, if, he, if he's five, six to one, you're going to take a shot with him. OK, I get it. But four to five, it's just not there. Yeah, I want January 1st to get here shot as well so I can put my first claim in. So, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, we have uh, basically a week away here. We got some more uh uh, another derby prep some of our you know the sugar bowl with horses that are not you know and you know a lot of horses making those starts um that are obviously aren't earning points but kind of making that final preparation as we get into the new year so let's get into today's show because we do have some big three-year-old racing and of course the two-year-old racing at fairgrounds today's show we're going to preview and get picks for mondays that's right december 26th day after christmas so run happy malibu stakes at santinia park taba See if he can make his case for three-year-old honors in that race. Uh, they were giving some rapid fire selections for some of the remaining major stakes races this holiday weekend at Santini Park and Fairgrounds, including the 100K uh, Gunrunner, a Derby Prep, and the Untappable at Fairgrounds, a Oaks Prep. Let's go. And they're off. In the run happy Malibu. Monday, Santa Anita Park, race 10, the day after Christmas, December 26, race 10, the run happy Malibu stakes, grade one, 300K for three year olds, going seven furlongs, field of nine. It's not, I mean, it's good to see a field. You know, you kind of sometimes wonder if this is going to be like a field of four or five, but we got a field of nine here. And, you know, it, it's uh, definitely Taba's race to lose. Number six, Taba, your six to five morning line favorite uh, made by John White. Three to one on Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah, that Forbidden Kingdom, if you kind of forgot about him. And then six to one on Messier. Yeah, that Messier. Six to one. Those are, I mean, those really seem like your 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 three sort of threats. I should say your likely winner and then your two threats. Two very speedy horses as well, the one and the two. Taba Halterman, he looks to make a case. We'll talk a little bit about this more in a little bit, but he make looks to make his case for three-year-old of the year, male three-year-old of the year. Will he get this done on Monday. It seems very hard pressed to go against him in the spot. He he definitely looks to be the standout of the field. Of course, the horse that ran third last time out in the Breeders' Cup Classic, uh, you know, two-time grade one winner this season. Finally gets back to Santa Anita where he's two for two. I think that's kind of a buried lead on him as well. Gets back to his home track finally. I kind of think yep. the cutback's going to be fine. His race on debut looked pretty damn good. It looked good enough to win here. He seems like a standout. I I think it's going to be hard to go against him in the spot. I think if you are going to go against him, I think his stable mate makes the most sense, number two Messier. I mean, can okay, so he, he, the horse was beyond awful in his return from but he, now he's back home. Surely he can he can he's I mean, he got beat by 25 links that day to Nakatomi um that, that day at the breeders cup and i think we all kind of thought this is weird that he's even in this race um messier that day 
But Velasquez is back aboard. It's Baffert. He's got two wins and uh, and three starts at Santanita. One, the other one was a second. Um, in which case, uh, he got beat by I think it was who was it that beat him? Um, oh, it's Taba. Yeah, in the San Diego Derby. I was like, oh, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, obviously he's he's ran really well there. I too think if the cut the cutback should help him as well. I think the cutback's going to help. I think you can draw a line through the last one. He bled in that race, and, you know, it doesn't really matter. Once the horse starts to bleed, they're going to get beat by many links. So you just you, you draw a, a line through that. You know, you could say you could draw a line through the Kentucky Derby where he just set at a crazy pace, actually stuck his nose in front for a minute there before obviously fading. You take those two races out. I mean, I think he's the best horse in this race, or second best horse in this race. Let me be clear, second best uh, by far. I, I really don't think it's really that much of a debate. And I'm with you. I kind of think the cutback's going to help him. He's another horse. He's had one race at seven furlongs. It was a win, and he won at six furlongs as well. So to me, I kind of think he kind of gets a little bit of a stocking trip. I think Tava sits behind him. I think they move in tandem, and I kind of think it's between these two stable mates going down the stretch. Do you think there's any case that you, we can make here that, you know, on debut, of course, this horse hadn't ran. This has been the weirdest career, right, for, for Tava because he had, after that debut at six furlongs, he's done nothing but go at least a mile and eight in every race, you know, like just from the straight to that. Um, so in a way, he's getting some relief here um certainly even class relief as well and so that the point i'm trying to make there is that race that debut he went gate to wire basically and went and blaze blazed like he went like 22 and 45 you know 109 and change like the eight flew could we see him on the lead i mean do you think maybe they don't mess around and say maybe he just is the best horse and they, they say no or even if he doesn't is he gonna be i would be I find it hard to believe he's not very much hard pressing whoever is close to the lead. Well, it's weird. You make a good point. Everybody and their brother thought going in the San Diego Derby, well, he's got one shot, take him gate to wire. He's a, he was leading in a sprint race and now he's stretching out to a route race. How is he not going to be on the lead? Look at the pace projections. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on the lead. He wasn't. He hasn't been on the lead ever again since mm. that maiden win going one turn. Not even, not even close, dude. No. And so you look at the past performances, in no way would you think he's going to be on the lead. He has not been on the lead in two turn races, so he shouldn't be on the lead in a one turn race. However, like you said, the one time he, he raced one turn, he was in front. So I don't know. I think think he's going to be about mid-pack, but I'm not going to be shocked if he's further, you know, further up. There's a lot of, the, you would think not, I mean, because like the nine straight, no chaser has speed. And of course, Forbidden Kingdom and Messier have a ton of speed. Forbidden Kingdom is, I mean, that's, you talk about a horse who's got one shot. It's, it's him. Um, so you would think you're not going to want to go out and mess around with that uh, early on. But uh, no matter what, I, I, I do think we're going to see him you know, he he kind of he stumbled a little bit in the classic, um, put him further back. You know, early on, of course, he was so far back anyways because of flight line. But still, um, he he's had a little bit of trouble out of the gate a few times. But you you got to think they're they're not hoping to sit here and be like 
five or six links off the lead. You know, they're going to want Taba to be sitting pretty close here because I think given that he's, they're going the one turn, um, uh, cutting back here, seven furlongs, you got to think that talk about speed. I mean, he, he can, he can bring it. You see, and kind of what you're going with here and, and what your thought process is, is something I agree with. I, I want him in the race a little bit closer today or today on Monday, I should say, what if he's not? And that's my worry because if Messier was to get the jump on him going this distance and say Messier's really feeling it that day, it's going to be tougher to run him down than it was when they went a mile and an eighth. And so that scares me a little bit. I mean, even a horse like Forbidden Kingdom, who hasn't been great off the layoff, you know, the last two races have not been what we've seen from him, you know, earlier in the year. Do they get the jump on Taba? And I'm with you. It's like on paper, no, they shouldn't because he does have that elite type of speed. He just hasn't shown it or been asked for it. And then you got the Mike Smith factor. It's like, will he push the issue or will he just been be riding him like he's rode him in the past? You know, <laughs> I know, right? It's an odd situation. I do think he's faster than the three horses to his outside minus the nine, but I think the nine's only chance is to just go straight to the front. So I think Taba gets an outside trip. I think he's in the clear for most of the race, which is good. That's what you want. Where he's positioned is going to be interesting. And I kind of agree. Michael said Forbidden Kingdom might just be done. If he is, he's going to fade about five furlongs in. Messier is going to take it over. And if Messier doesn't bleed and has no problems, that's going to get interesting because he's going to get the jump on the other two. Uh, you know, Nakatomi, I think, has got a shot. And Taba, both going to maybe come from the back so can he get the jump on him enough to hold him off it, it's a chess mash from from a from a rider standpoint in this race it's this is a very interesting race from a pace scenario when you've got a horse like Taba, who you just you're not quite sure where he's gonna sit in this race well you would think i mean messier makes it a little bit more interesting because he's surely not going to try to screw up that horse too much but if you know forbidden kingdom has ran twice since april and both of them were not good kind of speed and fade type efforts uh messier ran once since may bled didn't run well obviously um so you have a horse like Taba, who's fresh who's been running long who's been running all the biggest races in the country all year for three-year-olds um he pushed a little pressure on them early they might fold like a cheap tent pretty quick in that race, which kind of makes it set up very nicely for Taba. That's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen. I think that's a very likely scenario. Uh, I, I think, you know, him, Taba sitting about three off of it and let Messier go do his thing and then just gobble him up is the most likely scenario. Uh, and listen, he's the class. Taba is the class yeah. without any question. Class of the race. Um, he's already shown he could zoom right by Messier once he should be able to do it again. But again, Messier is talented enough to where if he gets some kind of jump on him, then you got to kind of worry about it. Do you want to say hi? We have visitors here. Hi. What's up, is buddy? <laughs> Are you excited? You say hi. Hi. Ah. What do you guys want for Christmas? Wow. We're getting a what do you treat? want for Christmas? Oculus. Huh? Oculus. Oculus. What do you want? Oculus. Um, Power Ranger toys. Power Ranger toys. I thought you Ooh. wanted flash toys. 
he changed his mind. He's changed his mind about every day. So Santa's really got his work cut out for him. Well, thankfully Santa didn't have much going on and he can go return stuff and get new stuff. <laughs> right? What's Aaron want for Christmas? Did you ask him? <laughs> huh? A new iPhone. That's pretty good. That is a very good thing. I need one. Yes. <laughs> he it's needs a new iPhone. Today. Broke. <laughs> he always has an old iPhone. Yes. Okay, there guys. Let Daddy finish. In. What? There, there you go. It's right here. Um, right here. Hey, let Daddy finish. Right. Okay. We're we're in the middle. Like we're literally live right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so over there asking, I got a question to ask. Um, uh, anyways, all right. Hey, by the way, we're talking about Taba boys. They love Taba. Um, all right. So next point I wanted to bring up here. If he, yeah. By the way, Shoddy Power Rangers is still very much in. I don't know if you know that or not. With these young young kids i know we watch the same power rangers that we watch sometimes um mm -hmm. and it's pretty funny um okay if Taba were to win let's pull up mm -hmm. the uh let's pull up the comparisons here if Taba were to win can he what does he need to do does it need to be a flashy win and what what can he do to make his case for three-year-old of the year if he did he would have won the santina derby which is a grade one Second in the Haskell, grade one, won the Pennsylvania Derby, and third in the Classic, and then first in the Malibu. So that would give him three grade ones in the year, a third place finish in the, in the Classic, and a second place in the Haskell. Is that enough to overtake um, Epicenter? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think it's going to be enough for a lot of voters. I really do. Um, how many, I'm not sure. I think a lot of people will look and they don't really look at anything other than grade one wins. And he's going to have three of them if he wins under the scenario you said. So they'll look at that and they'll go, well, three grade one wins that trumps everything. And they'll just vote him. So I still think epicenter is going to win it. I do think though, that this horse Taba has got a decent shot at overtaking him with a win. He's going to have to look really, really good too. I think shoddy mentioned it going to have to dominate. Can't, can't come out here and win by a half length. It's going to have to be a really nice win, but I think those grade ones are going to mean a lot. And it's kind of unfair to epicenter in a way because, you know, epicenter wins the risen star in the Louisiana Derby, but since they're great twos then they don't count as much as the terribly weak Santa Anita Derby, that was a grade one. So that's kind of yeah, the I problem. Mean, I hope people kind of look into that a little bit more, but we'll see. Here's the thing, though. I didn't like you said. One, you have recency factor. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jesse. Um, but you have the recency factor. That always is a huge key. The last time we saw Epicenter, he was being vanned off, which I know is not his probably, you know, not his fault, but that's the reality. Yeah. Um, the last time we see Taba, he, if let's just say he, you know, pretty much wins the Malibu somewhat impressively, making three grade ones on the year versus, as you can see on the screen, one for Epicenter, which, yeah. you know, was the Travers, which is a huge race. It's second to the Kentucky Derby. It's really the, for three year olds of the year, it's your big one to win. But 
he didn't win races like the Derby. He should have won. He didn't win the Preakness. He should have won. If you win either one of those, I don't think there's a debate. Well, if we're sitting here talking about like a college football team, who's going to get in the fourth choice or the fifth choice here? Who's that last spot, right? And my argument always is when you have a season where you leave it up for debate, you have to be satisfied with whatever happens because you probably, if it's up for this kind of debate, you blew it yourself, right? Yeah. You could say that for Epicenter. He's left this thing up to debate because he didn't finish the job in the Derby or the Preakness. Either one of those wins and there's absolutely no debate whatsoever. I still think he's going to win. But if he doesn't, you look back and you say, well, he had his chances and he blew it. There's no way to really get around it. And I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I, I think it's just what's more important to you. Personally, I would still vote Epicenter because he was around the whole year. He danced all the big dances. Um, I don't really care that the Louisiana Derby is rated a grade two and the Santa Anita Derby is a grade one. Kind of equal footing to me. So, you know, I, I would still go Epicenter, but I'm not going to sit here and throw a fit if people vote Taba because it's subjective. It's your vote, and you can do what you want with it, and it's debatable. We're, we're, and he agrees. <laughs> Give me an old license. Um, yeah, yeah, you need it. Well, I'm with you. I, I do. Th- I, I don't know that there's a wrong answer. I think it's going to be close. Um, I, if I, if I'm being honest, I think you know if you want to talk about a horse that's earned it more i I know it'd probably be epicenter i mean he he kind of went to every dance basically you know um ran all year and uh ran tough all year i mean frankly should have won every race you know like we're seeing on the screen all those races probably should have won all of them you know and so that's the problem but unfortunately he only had one grade one Honey, we are working. I, can you give me a little bit more time and then I'll, I'll do something? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm losing them, dude. I'm losing them. Yep. We've I'm officially about to wrap the show up myself. <laughs> Shot, bring Shotty on. She'll help you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. It may be a, it may be a moot point. I mean, if he can't get the job done, uh, Taba, that is, on, on Monday, we won't have a uh, – we won't have a discussion, I guess. So he – Kind of like you said, if you leave it up for debate, then what do you expect? So if you're Tava, don't leave it up for debate. Go out there and beat the hell out of them and, and make a case for it. So uh, yeah. and I think if if you're if you're Mike Smith or your your Baffert, you're probably telling them like if you have the horse, if it, you can get it done, freaking put on a show to give them yeah. that final that final view of okay. um, of what they can you know what he can do. Well, and even in Taba's case, you know, he's left it up to the vote. If he would have won the Haskell, it probably would not be a debate either, right? So him losing that Haskell has left it into the voters' hands as well. I don't blame him for the Kentucky Derby. I mean, that was crazy to try that. But it's it's left into the voters' hands because these horses just couldn't quite, you know, get that slam dunk seal the deal. And this is what we're left with. All right. Um, we'll find out on Monday, day after Christmas, December 26th. December 26th. We'll see if Taba can get the job done in the Malibu. Number six, Taba. That's who Halter and I are both going with here. Rapid, quick, rapid fire here. 
<laughs> Quick. I don't know what. You've got, ten, you've got five minutes at the most. You brought me in an old license and a dollar bill. So I don't know what we're doing in there. I'm afraid to even, afraid to yeah. ask. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll find out in a second. That's always yeah. the fun fun game of whenever I'm on here with I have them. It's like, what, what, uh, what did they do while I was in here? Yeah. But uh, everyone, you know, you know how it was when you're on like a snow day, like if you're cooped up inside, what do you expect? Yeah, that's how it always always goes. Time for Rapid Fire presented by the Inside Track to the 2022 Malibu Stakes Wagering Guide. Get the all-inclusive 13-page wagering guide available soon at racingdudes.com on the products page. It covers all the stakes races, six stakes races on Monday at Santa Park, including, of course, the Malibu stakes that we just talked about, plus race-by-race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race pit plays for Santa Anita's entire Monday card. Remember, that's the holiday card on Monday following Christmas on Malibu Day, so make sure you go get your hands on that. should be available for pre-sale um, here in the next couple hours, and then uh, the guy, final guide should be available by tomorrow morning. That's Friday morning. All right, guys. Let's kick things off here. We're going to go back a few races uh, at Santa Anita on Monday, race eight. LeBray Stakes, grade one, 300K for Phillies, three-year-olds going seven furlongs. Uh, Baffert's got a few in here, Alterman, four to be exact. And kind of all of them you can make a case for winning this thing. Five to two on Midnight Memories is your favorite, but you kind of have your pick of any of the Bafferts. Or are you going to try to beat Baffert here? What do you think? No, I'm not going to try to beat him. I went with the number one under the stars on top. I went back and forth on this for a while. I actually just kind of finished this up the last couple hours. just feel like under the stars at this distance is going to be pretty tough. I think the horse is going to get a really nice pace set up. Hot Peppers is in here with, along with a couple other horses that are really fast up front. I think under the stars can come from out of it. I really think it's between the Under the Stars and Midnight Memory. I just think Under the Stars at seven furlongs and at Santa Anita going to be pretty tough to beat. You know, last time out got beat by CC. I don't think there's horses as good as CC in this race. So I'm going to take a shot with the horse on the rail here. I, I don't hate that, but I kind of went with a different angle. And I went with kind of the sort of new sh- shooters, so to speak. And that's number three. Ganadora for Bob Baffert. I like the fact that this is the horse that JV has is, is, is got on here. John Velasquez has decided to ride. Um, you know, the last start just completely destroyed a field going gate to wire. And really, I mean, it was going um, seven furlongs that day, or going a mile seven furlongs this, today. Um, I think that's going to only help this horse. This horse has got a ton of speed, showed it. I like that the progression that this horse is making. Big time horse, big time purchase horse who kind of is just kind of disappointed um, in terms of maybe whether it been injuries or whether it been trouble or whatever. But maybe started getting on the right path here after that huge blowout win. Um, I just think this horse might be untested and maybe maybe you're going to get a little bit better price. So I, I'm with you. I think Midnight Memories is dangerous. I think Under the Stars is dangerous. I mean, certainly these are the classier horses of the of the of the Baffert Brigade. But uh, how about this three? I think this three is interesting, and you're getting the best price of them of those three. So I want number uh, number three, Ganadora. I like it. 
Um, by the way, I know we keep getting some comments. Shoddy. We'll talk about the tournament here in a little bit. But yes, the tournament is. Um, you should you should be if you go into your dashboard on horsetourneys.com, go into your account. You should be entered into that championship, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in here in a little bit. Shoddy. Just <laughs> chill, okay? It's not just shoddy. Bree as well. Kids yelling at me, and I don't know if you guys could see it. Whenever you were talking there, I muted myself, and I had to give them a little bit of a... Just give me a second. You know, I had to grind I, the teeth a little bit. Just, I, yeah. I've i been watching you every time I talk, and I try to talk more if it looks like you're not ready yet. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't uh don't like ask any questions that i'm gonna have to answer yeah just, just kind of keep rolling if you, you see me in the background like you know wrangling them and stuff just keep going <laughs> keep vamping i've kept it simple and i've tried to ramble when you needed me to ramble so appreciate it appreciate it. you did good you did real good uh yeah jesse yeah put the hammer down just just you know it's not, not you know we all we've all had that stern stern warning from our parents you know you're just like yes. give me a second Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll be in there in a second. Um, yep. We've been on go since this morning. Give daddy a second. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Let's go to fairgrounds on uh, Monday, on the holiday Monday. Race 11, the Gunrunner Stakes. 100K for two-year-olds, about to be three-year-olds, going to mile 16th. This is the Kentucky Derby. Um, prep race 10, 4, 3, 2, 1 for your top five finishers. And Seven has entered here, Alterman, and you are the dictator, so you tell me, but I know one's in here for sure off of the in the fantasy league, number three. Um, but uh, what do you think of this race, and what kind of implications do you think this is going to have as we uh, see these horses turn to three-year-olds? Yeah, I don't know. I, this is kind of a, a, every one of these horses, almost every one of them, I'll say, could be a they're not any good or or could be wow they kind of are improving and they're decent i this is a weird race i kind of in the beginning it was kind of like yeah this is pretty weak but when you get to looking it's like well some of these could jump up and really do well i think it's going to be a really kind of a wide open race i went number three determinedly on top i love that luis saez is getting aboard here uh for the second straight time and Listen, last time out, an easy winner and two races back. Got smoked by Arabian Night, but that's a pretty good horse. So I think the three is the one to beat in here, but I it, it's it's dicey. Some of these other ones are are have shown a little bit of potential as well. Uh, I just like the three with Saez aboard a little bit more than the rest. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of where I went as well. I, I really wanted to put the one on top, I just can't trust. McPeak, that's my, you know, you know my rule. I can't play that guy at seven to two, but fair rule. Well, especially when his last two races, the horse was 27 to one and 22 to one, six to one, seven to one, 57 to one. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's like now I'm supposed to now, now I'm supposed to play him at seven to two. It's like, I get, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. the uh, this horse has been has ran six lifetime starts and it's been. Let's say all around up 13 to 1, 9 to 1, 58 to 1, 7 to 1, 27 to 1, and 23 to 1 is what this horse has been off of. And I need to take some of the two now. No, yeah. not not gonna happen. Not <laughs> not even remotely close. Um, Jace's Road. 
certainly I got my eyes on this one because this is an interesting horse. Um, you know, Iroquois didn't run bad, didn't run really great, um, really ran real poorly last time out in the street sense, but maybe you could argue that didn't like, uh, um, just wasn't liking the track that day, had some issues in the gate, um, sloppy, whatever. So maybe, maybe needed one, maybe, you know, thing is about these horses, like, you know how it is these fairground horses you gotta you know sometimes you can get if you get the hot horse you can you can ride them throughout the whole meet because they go in these fairground races and they run well um i like the three too that's kind of my uh that's kind of my play here i think it's i just i like the fact the size is back aboard it is kind of gutsy to go you know it took a while to break that maiden um and then as soon as i did to go right to here maybe that maybe could turn out to be a little bit bold arabian night two back finished second of course got dominated but did finish, someone had to finish second and it was him and then showed that effort the next time out and won by seven himself determinately that did uh so i think that's a horse that's got some upside and isn't doesn't Vinny have this horse in our league yeah he does he does is this the only horse this is the only one. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Field of Seven is the only one that got uh, claim, or drafted, but I had the one, the two, and the seven on my list. I just, I didn't draft them. So, like, that's what I kind of meant. Like, there's, like, fringe horses that could jump up and be like, yeah, I knew that horse. I knew about him, thought about him, blah, blah, blah. So, but yes, the only one in the league right now is the three. Yeah, okay, so keep an eye on this one. Um, of course, this is Derby uh related so obviously implications um and no baffin horses so they're all going to earn points here number three determinately is both of our picks let's see if we can make this uh if we can make all these fairground races the same here halterman race 12 untappable stakes worth 100k for phillies uh two-year-old phillies uh going a mile and 70 yards it is a kentucky oaks prep race uh 10-4-3-2-1 for your top five finishers and a larger field here field of 10 lines up and you've got kind of in a similar race in a sense that you just don't quite have a clear idea of who you want to play here i i mean to me it's like you go all over the map um and really i'm not going to fault you i, I think you, this is a race you can take shot, shots um i don't know how i feel about playing like a seven to two on that four horse or you know the alleys look at four to one I, to me this is a race that's just completely wide open it is i ended up going with one of those horses you're not sure on and that is the four vava at seven to two kind of the same thing as as determinedly and why i just said well let's just go with both of them they got the same look to him right luis luis saez is here he jumps aboard last time out luis saez was on the horse one by three links and a maiden special way to churchill so it has that same look of like a nice churchill downs you know, main special weight winner, just like the horse in the last race we talked about. So I'll give Vava a shot. I'm a huge fan of Cherie DeVoe. I think she does a fantastic job. I think she's got a pretty nice horse on her hands. You know, the first two losses of the year came at Saratoga. It's pretty decent horses. Now, you know, we got Churchill got the win. This is a horse that should love the stretch out. I think two turns is where this horse is ultimately going to be very good. Um, you know, horse by gun runner out of a Harlan's holiday mare. Should be pretty good going longer. So I think Vava is going to be tough here. I like her on top. Yeah, I have no problem with uh, playing the one and um, the four here as well. I like both of those. I come with you. I, 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 
kind of was like back and forth on the both you know, on both of them. Couldn't decide on which one I liked more. Felt the same, shorter prices. So I kind of went elsewhere. Um, and I, I do think I'm gonna, I'll be using those horses. But uh, how, how about the nine? Uh, hey, and you're gonna have to, do you know how to pronounce that? Hey, on the Vino. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> number nine. I'll just call the horse number nine. This horse debuted, uh, finished third to Miss Shipman that day uh, in a sloppy track, going five and a half furlongs, then stretched out. It's both at fairgrounds, stretched out, going to mile 16th, and just really cruised. Um, never really was tested that day. Won by five, almost six lengths. Um, it has a lot, showed a lot of, uh, more early speed, I thought. And so to me, this is a horse that. Is, is by Golden Sense, you know, maybe doesn't want to go super long. Mile 70 shouldn't be an issue, though. It has that speed that Golden Sense kind of had, it seems like. Um, and to me, this horse has been working out great. I think you're going to see a nice effort out of this one. Is the horse good enough? I don't, you know, we'll find out. But you're getting 10 to 1 on the horse on the morning line. I would much rather play that versus playing, you know, 3 to 1 or, or, or 7 to 2 on those other ones. So give me the 9, the horse I can't pronounce. Hey, on a Veno. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think I yeah, you, yeah, I think that's gonna be um a horse with a big shot. I like the outside post. Um and that the horse can sit up, you know, can go or can kind of sit off if it needs to and show a little bit of um a little tactical speed. And then that cut, you know, winning like the horse did going from five and a half furlongs to mile sixteenth and winning like the horse did. Then getting the cut, a little bit of a cutback, I think the horse will be pretty much pretty on her toes. I think you're right. We'll see. Not well, mentioned did it. in the race. Yeah, we we did it. To say not mentioned in the race is race. Uh, well, it's early in the card, I think. Race four, the Sugar Bowl, which is for two year olds as well. And I don't know if am I. I know Corona Bolt's in there. That's but is there any other ones in our? I don't think so. But well, uh, a lot of two-year-olds, uh, a race that we've seen two-year-olds go into that kind of move on to the, the derby circuit afterwards. Um, but obviously, Corona Bowl, a horse that I landed on, I got, but a lot of us, I think, wanted. So I'm interested to see what that horse does um, for Brad Cox. I'm very interested to see what happens in that race. They, there's a couple that are decent sprinters. Um, but yeah, the Corona Bowl, Cox certainly sounds like he wants to stretch him out after this race. So Need to see a good performance out of him? I think we will. He's He looked pretty nice on debut. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember, we uh, are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. Go get your hands on that inside track to the 2022 Malibu Stakes Wagering Guide available soon at racingdudes.com. And... What everybody's been asking about the Racing Dudes Tournament Challenge Championship is this Monday on Malibu Day. The entire Santa Anita card on Malibu Day. So this is what you need to know. It's not a it's not a public tournament. You've had to qualify it. So if you qualified, we've kept track. There's 40 qualifiers total over the over the last I don't know couple months. We've been doing this. 40 are in the 40 people tournament winner take all so if you did qualify and if you're not sure if you qualified go look at just log into your horse attorney's account go into your entries and you'll see the entry there 
if you qualified. Shadi, I know you did. You're, it should be in there. Um, and you just got, it should be available now to go ahead and make your picks. If not, uh, it will be in there soon. But it, the tournament is in there. You just got to play. 40 people. Remember, winner take all. The winner will win $500 cash money from yours truly. Yours truly's. I don't know how you say that plural. But uh, <laughs> our that. truly's. Yeah. Our truly's. Yeah. Um, anyways. $500. If you are a premium subscriber, like you are shoddy. So if you aren't, why, what are you waiting for? Um, you get a $250 bonus. So $750 cash money for you, shoddy. All you. You just got to do. All you do is win it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Two guys that aren't in it, we're rooting for you, shoddy. So I'm not rooting for Well, I am. <laughs> See, just okay, remember that I'll- next time you want to trade and you're trying to decide who to trade with. It's always, it's always <laughs> me, shoddy. Um, but no, so make sure you go. I'll, uh, it just got out there. So once I'm going to send out an email to all you got all the emails that are in the tournament um, tomorrow to let everybody know where to where to log in and you know, all that stuff. But it is in there. And I hope you guys. Yeah, Brett, you're in, right? Brett, yep. do you have two entries? You might have two. I can't remember if you were one of them. that we, I know we had four, yeah. five or six people that got um double entered from you know qualifying in the different ones but yeah if you are you've got two you know two entries i made sure everyone's you know got their entry double entries if they did double qualify so 40 total entries in the tournament so you just gotta beat 39 other ones guys so everyone good luck uh the magic mike show are they they're not are they off i'm on christmas break i think they're on christmas break yeah we gave them we gave them the week off yeah I mean, they've earned it, I guess. I guess. Oh, there he is. Magic. I don't know which is better, the Malibu race or a bottle of Malibu. Definitely the Malibu race. Although Halterman used to love Malibu. No. Wasn't that your? Wasn't that your? Wasn't that your drink? No. Malibu rum. Dude, it was no rum. I like rum, but that's not what Malibu is. Is it Malibu? Malibu is like a pineapple tasting thing. I thought it was Malibu rum. Malibu rum. What are you thinking? I don't Help know. us out, somebody. I, I thought it was. Anyways, what did you drink? Captain Morgan. Drink uh, Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, that's you drink that. No, yeah, it's Mal. It's a Malibu rum. It's Mal. It's a coconut flavored liqueur. It's a rum, but it's a coconut flavored. Oh, so Malibu is rum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There oh. you go. Huh? No, it's I've had Malibu. I don't. I don't particularly like it. It's it's too. Oh well, I don't like coconut that well. So that's like. The, how am I gonna like that? The last you know? the last time I saw Halterman drinking, um, well, it might not be the last time. The most memorable time I can remember him drinking the uh, what was that? What was the? It was like a. Was it the black? Or something like that. Why it was like a it was like the the, the harder uh, rum of the Captain Morgan, like oh. Captain Morgan Black or something. I don't know like, what it was, but it was a pirates. more heavy. Yeah, it was a more heavy stuff. duty. Yeah, and you pirates. drank it on Kentucky Derby. I don't know what year it was that. Uh, oh no no was. no! It's it's I know I know why I know what you're thinking. It's it's a. Uh, uh, it, it's clear. It's it's Captain Morgan, but it's clear. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it. Yes, that's why you're thinking it was Malibu because it kind of looks like it. 
Yeah. And this like dude, Captain Morgan White or something, or he ended up in the in the front yard of my parents' house on the yeah. on the ground and called me a couple hours later after the derby and asked me who won. <laughs> that was uh, California Chrome's year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just called He's, it's called Captain Morgan White Rum. Yeah. Oh, there you go. White, black. See, I don't I, I don't look at colors, okay? So I just And I'll show you. It looks just like a Malibu bottle. So that's why I'm thinking it. Yeah, that's 100% why you're thinking it. Yeah. It makes total sense now. Hold on. Let me I'll pull it up. Oh, my thing's in the way. How do I get the thing off? Oh, there it is. Yeah. See? Oh, there you it's go. It's like blue. Yeah. Yeah, did some damage to you, buddy. Just killed. Yes, you. yes, yeah. Anyway, it's very good. Uh, they make these at Del Mar. They make they make their uh, uh, their drinks with this. If you get rum, it's very good. Yeah, rum is. Uh, Oops. I last time I had rum was on my honeymoon, and I got really really sick, and uh, should have known better. I should that should have been an omen, but uh, I wasn't going to say I, anything. I haven't drank any since, so. Oh gosh, so many things almost came out of my mouth, and I stop every <laughs> time. Every time. <laughs> you, you text me later if you want. I'll, I'll no. enjoy it. All right, guys. Uh, yes, like Shadi says, Merry Christmas. Stay warm, everybody. Um, I don't know about the trash bag um, part. I, I've all, I'm an excellent rapper. All my rapping is done. You should see my Christmas tree. The boys are pumped. Uh, but yes, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll, we're gonna be, we'll have one more show next week um, for the year. And we kind of thought about doing like a recap of the year, Blinkers Off, where we kind of go over some of the big races of the year and kind of our mo biggest moments. And we'll, you know, like kind of an award show type thing. And so be a fun way to kind of wrap up the year as we head into the new year and these two year olds turn three and we head towards the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but until then, I am Jared Welch. He is Aaron Halterman. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Good luck this weekend, and Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy. Just have a, gr just have a great holiday, everybody. Yes. See you next time. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night. He's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse.